Welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. This is the solo edition, and my name is Daniel Mulligan, and today we're going to talk about the importance of developing and building real, genuine self-esteem and self-confidence. So today we're going to talk about the issue of self-esteem and self-confidence, and that is precisely why I want to uh, get things straight up right at the beginning, because a lot of us sometimes we don't know exactly what self-confidence is, and today... I want to tell you exactly what that concept means and how we can actually build over time a genuine, strong, and reliable sense of self-esteem and self-confidence. So whenever uh, people talk about this issue, like this guy is very confident or she is very, uh, let's say, confident, what they're really saying is his or her behavior seems that uh, as if he or she is conveying a certain characteristic, a mindset, an attitude that we think to be confident. And because of this, that seems to be confident. However, the fact of the matter is that self-confidence isn't just about how others perceive of you. It is actually about how you feel regarding yourself in all situations. Because there are a lot of chances where anyone can actually start faking self-esteem and self-confidence. They can actually pretend to be more confident than they really are. Uh, but ultimately, in the ups and downs of life, they realize that, oh, maybe I did actually have a serious confidence issue. Now, this issue, unfortunately, is a lot more common among men than it is among women. So... It is quite common to see certain men pretending to be confident than they really are. And uh, the best way to discover whether or not they are truly confident is to test their uh, basically confidence in tough situations, in uh, uh, basically environments or areas where they are not quite sure about the outcomes. Only then we can truly test their self-esteem and self-confidence because uh, self-confidence really is nothing more than believing yourself and your abilities. And if you truly believe in yourself and your abilities, then you find it almost impossible to feel down when things don't go your way because you understand that no matter what happens, in the end, you will be victorious. And that is exactly why people who put a front, a confident front, if you will, oftentimes fail in the long term because the moment things don't go their way, the moment things start uh, basically uh, changing and they are no longer uh, somehow sure of themselves and the situation, that's when that, you know, facade of confidence uh, comes tumbling down basically. And uh, I really believe that this is uh, the reason why a lot of us in life have trouble first understanding what confidence really is and more importantly, acquiring that over time. So right now, let me explain to you uh, basically uh, the difference between fake confidence as well as real confidence. Because ultimately, we have uh, three major types of confidence. Uh, what we have is a fake confidence. The second one is uh, what we call situational confidence. And the third one is what we call authentic, genuine, or real confidence. And in this regard, what I can tell you right now is very simple. Fake confidence is nothing more than a front when you're acting to be confident. And this is oftentimes done by trying to manipulate your body language, your gestures, or your tonality for the sake of pretending as if you are confident. And the problem with this issue and this approach to confidence is that when you're trying to pretend to be confident, uh, you somehow uh, do not allow others to get through you because you have a facade. I mean, just imagine right now that you have, for example, let's say, a let's say a, a facade or something in front of you that you're holding to show to other people, right? So let's say that you want to pretend that you're happy. So you create that smile on a piece of paper and then you hold that in front of your face, okay? And you then go out in society and then instead of people seeing your real face, they're seeing that paper in front of your face with a smile on it, okay? Now, what amount of real interaction can you have with that, you know, paper in front of your face? Almost nothing. 
So when when you're putting that front in front of you know when you're having that front in, uh, basically uh, that tells others you're confident but you're not you're in a sense putting that paper in front of your face and blocking the world from actually being able to connect with the real you. And for that very reason, uh, you somehow find it almost impossible to build uh, basically solid connection with other people. I mean, that's the very purpose of confidence. The people who fake confidence are oftentimes doing so because they want to be accepted. They want to be admired. They want to be respected. And when they somehow can't get it, they then put this fake facade in front of themselves so that others can actually come through, be impressed, and want to be around them. But the problem with fake confidence is this, is that while it makes you somehow seem as if you are very confident, it somehow sabotages the very purpose of your attempt in the first place to put up that front. Because you cannot communicate to other people by having a paper in front of your face, because that paper is not real. Which is why those who have what we call fake confidence or pretend to be confident, at some point, they reveal their basically true self throughout the conversation. So maybe uh, by a sudden criticism, they actually start acting very differently and all that confidence disappears. Or perhaps they find it even impossible to build and sustain uh, basically a connection with the people around them. And this ultimately prevents them from achieving what they really wanted in the first place, and that is true connection. So... Because of this, I'm not a fan of this approach towards confidence. I mean, I know a lot of people who uh, somehow are into personal development. At some point, they tend to uh, follow the path of fake confidence. I mean, we know. I mean, we believe in the uh, basically uh, truth that says fake it till you make it. And in many ways, that's true. But I really believe that faking confidence generally will not lead to truly becoming confident in the long term. And for that very reason, I believe that it's important uh, to focus your attention on acquiring true self-esteem and true self-confidence. So how do we do that? How do we actually go beyond fake self-esteem? And how do we actually go try to build the real, genuine, authentic self-confidence and self-esteem that we really desire? To do that, we have to first understand the differences between fake self-confidence, uh, true self-confidence, as well as situational self-confidence. So we've already mentioned what is fake uh, self-confidence. That is, you pretending to be confident when you really are not. Uh, you put a show in front of other people and uh, you somehow uh, want to tell others that you really believe in yourself and that you really uh, think of yourself to be a cool person. But there's a problem with fake self-confidence. And the problem here is that at some point, you will face with certain type of resistance from the outside world, some sort of negative uh, feedback perhaps. And at that time, you go back to your old state and you somehow say like, oh, oh well, oh, I'm sorry that I acted this way. Did I, did I offend you or something? Because somebody who's truly confident is ultimately telling the whole world one simple thing. I am confident. I believe in my abilities and I know that I'm not perfect. But at the same time, I am very comfortable with my imperfection. I accept them and I even appreciate them. And I try to focus on making myself better. And since I am capable of doing so, therefore I am free and I am independent, which means while I appreciate your love and care and attention, I by no means need it. And the moment that, uh, uh, that I lose your attention, 
the moment I lose your cooperation, the moment I lose your, let's say, positive feedback, or even worse, the moment you stop giving me that positive feedback and you start giving me negative feedback, I will not be affected by you because I am independent of you and I'm free of the outcomes that we will have in our interactions. Now, that's what a truly confident person would do. So if you're really confident, let's say, about your ability as a singer, for example, I'm not a singer, by the way, but let's just say there's somebody who truly believes that uh, he is gifted as a singer and that he can sing very well. Now, this guy goes to a karaoke, starts singing, and the moment he finishes, the everybody around is like, ooh, what the hell, man? Just step down, please. You're ruining the mood. So, this person thought that he was good at singing, but suddenly there comes the negative feedback that uh, tells him that maybe he's not. Now, if that person has genuine self-esteem, what do you think he will think at that moment? Do you think he will think, well, what if they're right? What if, what if I'm really a terrible singer? No, that's not what he will think. He will think, what a dipshit, stupid audience I'm singing to. Well, if you don't think I'm a good singer, then probably you are super friggin' dumb. So I better actually go find myself a different karaoke bar and then I'm going to start singing again. So that's what a confident person would do because a confident person believes in him or herself. He or she understands that uh, basically there are certain abilities that he or she is good at and there are certain things that he or she is not good at. So when he or she receives that feedback, he first compares that with his or her own judgment of basically uh, that attitude. So will he or she somehow uh, start asking questions like, what if, what if, what if they're right? What if I'm a terrible singer? What if I really don't have any voice for singing? No. That's not what a confident person would do. Instead, a confident person would opt for a very different solution, and that is, well, what if maybe I have some problems with, uh, let's say, my singing right now? What if there are some issues involved here? Could there be some other things that I could do to improve my singing? But ultimately, he or she would not feel offended or threatened by that negative comments, because in the end, he or she is not dependent on the adulation or admiration or the positive feedback of his or her audience because he or she knows that he or she is the good stuff, right? On the other hand, the same person with a fake confidence, the moment, the moment he or she says, oh, no, you're not a good singer, what do you think uh, that person will do? Well, first of all, he'd get very offended. Secondly, he would perhaps say like, what if they're right? What if I'm really not a good singer? And he or she starts just being going down, you know, down that path of, you know, self-doubt and like, what if I really have no talent? What if my mother was right? I had to just go to law school instead. And this story starts basically hitting his head again and again and again and again until he or she perhaps loses that sense of self-esteem and self-confidence. So that's the problem with this issue. And that he or she does not really uh, feel that he or she is capable of actually generating a lot of good quality, let's say, uh, performances. So any negative feedback would make him or her feel upset. That's because he or she does not have what we call true self-esteem. Now, I mentioned what is true self-esteem. That is you believing in yourself and your abilities and knowing that you can get by without any particular, uh, basically, support, feedback, or help. So if you are truly confident, for example, and then someone gives you a negative feedback, you will not try to uh, get the other person to change his or her mind about you. What you will do instead is to remove that person from your life and then replace it with somebody who believes in your talents. That's what most uh, basically comfortable will do. So for example, let's say that you are a, a gentleman who's trying to find basically a new mate and you've been single for a while and then you're looking for a girl, right? So you approach the first girl and the girl says, 
Who the hell do you think you are? Girls like me don't hang out with guys like you. Now, a guy who has no confidence, what, what do you think he would say? What if she's right? What if I really have no real good quality that is attractable, attractive for any woman? Oh my goodness, what can I do? And the person just stops talking to other girls, goes home, gets depressed, and probably will avoid talking to any other girl for a very long time. That's called lack of self-confidence. Now, imagine there's another guy who is truly confident. He instead will, he will in the exact same situation, will approach the person. The girl says, fuck off, literally fuck off. And what do you think goes in the minds of that man who's truly confident? He says, huh, well, first of all, it was pretty funny. I mean, I had a lot of fun talking to this girl. Secondly, she probably was not having a bad day or maybe she was a little bit of on a downside or maybe she was a negative person or perhaps even she was just, let's just, maybe she was dumb, right? Maybe she was really dumb or mean. That's her fault. If she doesn't see the value in me, that's her fault. So I'm going to find somebody else who will see me. So that person will keep approaching, uh, basically, and keep asking. And eventually, one girl will say, well, I think you're very nice. And says, well, you bet I am. And guess what? A relationship just got started. The exact same thing can happen in sales, uh, where a salesperson who believes in his or her product will then approach the uh, clients. A lot of clients will say, no, no, that's not good. I'm not going to buy it. It's not good. I don't believe in the value of your product. But if he or she does not have that confidence in him or, her, him or herself or the product that he or she is representing, then of course, he'll, he'll give up. Like, what's the point, man? Let's just stop it. I don't, I don't want to keep doing this. It's so painful. However, if that person is truly confident, what will happen? Very simple. He or she will continue talking to more clients until somebody says yes. The exact thing applies to politics. It applies to management. It applies to relationships. It applies to everything. A truly confident person is free and independent. These two are very important factors when it comes to uh, basically having true self-esteem, freedom and independence. Independence, what does it mean? To be independent, does it mean that you will never have any friends? Does it mean that you will always live alone in a cave somewhere away from civilization and all your friends? No. Independence means that you are in the society, you are very socially active, you're surrounded by people, but you are not dependent on any one person's opinion, help, or let's say support. So if, I mean, you would appreciate, you would love the fact that if there were more people around you who would like you, who would appreciate you, and who would support you. But if that support or appreciation or let's say positive comments were to disappear, you wouldn't care because you're independent of it in that you do not need it. The key here is liking something but not needing it. So you like to be appreciated, but you don't need to be appreciated. You like to be supported, but you don't need to be supported. You like to be accepted, but you don't need to be accepted by any specific person. Because if someone doesn't accept you, or someone doesn't respect you, or someone doesn't uh, trust you, or someone doesn't buy from you, you will go to someone else and you do that exact same thing with somebody else. And eventually, somebody will say yes. That's how confident people live their lives. They are independent. They don't say, why did that client say this to me? Or why did she reject me? Or why did this guy doing this? It doesn't matter. You say, okay, these guys are dumbs. This girl probably was not having a good day. I'm going to go find somebody else. This is the basic element of confidence. You cannot truly be confident if you are not independent. Because independence and freedom are the pillars the, the two pillars of true self-esteem. So the first one was uh, independence and freedom is ultimately freedom from outcome. That is, you want to, again, need, I mean, let's be honest, because in, in real life, there are very few things that we truly need. I mean, we need water, we need air, 
We need, for example, a place to sleep and we need some food and, of course, physical movements. But when you look at the things, when people tell you things like, I need this or I need a new iPhone or I need a new car or I need the, they don't really need it. What they're really saying is that I really want this because if that person were to not buy that new iPhone or that new car or let's say uh, the, the new, let's say Gucci or something, he or she would not experience a serious problem, Right. But what that person is saying is, I think that I need it, but in fact, they don't. So knowing that, knowing that you do not need most of the things that you think you do will give you a sense of autonomy and freedom. And you understand that you can do without it. And here's the darn factor about life. When you are independent in that you do not depend on any one person in particular, and you're willing to just walk away and meet somebody else and be in touch with that person or find a new client or find a new partnership, uh, ironic people around you sense that. They say, this guy, this guy could walk away at any second, man. I got to be careful with this guy, right? Because they know that you are going to walk away and you're damn serious about it, right? The other thing, of course, is about uh, freedom. Because when you're a freedom of outcome, and you're not so dependent on it, what happens here? People sense that you are here because of, let's say, wanting something but not needing it. So that automatically makes you immune to any and all forms of manipulation. Because when people know that you don't need what they have to offer or whatever it is, they tend to act very, very differently. And because of this, you want to think of these two elements, freedom and independence, as the two pillars of true self-confidence. Now, we've talked about fake uh, confidence and uh, true confidence. Let's talk a little bit also about situational confidence, which stands in the middle somewhere. So what situational confidence is, is think of yourself, uh, let's say, for example, Think of yourself as a barman, okay? So you're a barman and you are in the bar every night and you're serving drinks and people around you all know you and they respect you. People come give you a lot of attention and they start loving you like, oh my gosh. And like you see people uh, running around asking for drinks and all that stuff and you feel like you have value because of the environment, because in the, in the environment that you're in right now, the bar, the barman tends to have a lot of value because people need him, right? So he feels needed. And because of that in the bar, he feels very confident. But the moment that person leaves the bar, he's on the street somewhere or in his, let's say he's uh, in his neighborhood or somewhere else, he's no longer needed by the, by the people around him. And because of this, he, mar uh, he might actually feel not very confident. The same thing could apply to almost anything else. Think of, for example, a professor who feels very needed and valued in the lecture hall, but feels like a nobody when he's, uh, let's say, at the grocery store, right? Or think about somebody who feels like he knows his stuff, for example, in one field, but feels completely uh, clueless in the other. Situational confidence is a stage between fake confidence and true confidence in that it says you are confident only in certain environments where you know you have value. And the moment that you leave those environments, you feel like you have no value. And that somehow means you will have no confidence outside of those environments. So the problem with most of us is that either we have no confidence or we have situational confidence. Like, let's say in the classroom, the professor feels very confident, but when, uh, for example, he goes on the dance floor, he feels like a nobody, right? Or the barman feels very confident in the bar, but the moment he enters university... He doesn't feel very confident anymore, right? So that is situational confidence. A lot of us tend to have that situational confidence by uh, basically associating with certain groups or friends. So when we are with our friends, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this a lot. I, I sure have seen this all over the world where you see certain, uh, for example, especially like young uh, men are hanging out together. There's like a, like a, like a, let's say like a gang or something, right? There's a group of five, six, seven, uh, let's say young men, and they act very differently. They're extremely viral. It's like all violent and they're shouting and they're 
are pretty strong and very confident. And the moment you see these guys go separate ways after they met, they all act like normal and like pretty cool and nice. And their entire behavior changes. What happened here was simple. When they were in, among you know their friends and in their company, they felt that they had value. And because of the fact that they feel they have value, they actually acted very differently. They accessed a different part of their personality that told them, listen, you have value. You're around your friends. These are cool guys and you have value. So act as a high value person. And guess what? They felt confident. But the moment that friend disappeared, the moment that they left their friends, they said, well, now I'm no longer surrounded by my friends. So I probably don't have as much value now walking alone by myself at a subway station. So I might as well act not so confident. Let's just quiet down a little bit, right? This is a great example of situational confidence. And I'm against basically both. I'm against fake confidence and also against situational confidence because I believe that every single one of us should strive to aim for true, genuine confidence. And genuine confidence is 24-7. It's you believing in your values on a 24-7 basis, regardless of what others say, think, or do. I repeat, regardless of what others say, think, or do, because all of these three are important, right? So you don't care what this guy said or what that girl did, or you know that you have the value. And even if you receive a bad negative feedback, you can still work on yourself and keep pushing forward. So once you understand true self-esteem, which is authentic, and it has no correlation with your environment or the feedback that you get from the environment, then the obvious question here is, how do we build authentic self-esteem? And of course, the answer will be a little bit perhaps even banal for some of you guys, because the answer is actually, uh, there's no difference between becoming more confident than becoming wealthier, than becoming uh, more educated, than becoming, I don't know, perhaps a better person. Because uh, ultimately, building true self-esteem is something that takes time. And it's a function of how uh, how much discipline you implement in your life to pursue your plans and to get the kind of feedback that you want to tell yourself, yes. Now, there are some people who believe that you should be confident for no reason. Like you should say, I'm going to be confident. I have no achievement, but I'm going to be very confident because some cool speaker said so. I'm against that. I really believe that if you want to make the most of your life, you want to build uh, genuine self-esteem and self-confidence through getting real results. But the problem is this. Real results don't come very easily and they don't they don't come very quickly. And that is why a lot of us opt for either the easy approach, which is the fake confidence. I mean, literally, fake confidence is nothing more than just, just imagine you want to have six packs, right? So right now, you can either have six packs by really going to the gym, working very hard, doing your very best to put in the energy day in and day out, go on a diet, lose weight, and boom, after about probably three, four, five months, you got your six packs. Or simply, you can just go over there and grab a marker and then draw six packs on your abs. I mean, which one is the real six packs, right? So fake confidence is exactly like this. Like, imagine you, you, you put a marker over your uh, abs and then that, there, there it is. That's, that's your self-confidence. That's not self-confidence. That's not six packs, right? So building real self-esteem is like building six packs. It's like building, uh, let's say, a seven-figure income uh, where you have a multi-million dollar empire around the world, right? So these things take time which is why I'm against building self-confidence quickly by just faking it. And instead, I believe that every single one of us can start building genuine self-esteem by doing their very best to work hard and develop themselves and their abilities until they hit gold, until uh, they find some feedback that they say, yes, I got it. And that once they get that achievement, 
Then their subconscious mind says, wait, wait, wait a minute, what happened here? I thought that you were a piece of shit for all this life, but you did this, man. And more importantly, if you did this, what else can you do, right? And because of this, they will start to act very differently. So my, of course, this program is going to supposed to be very short, so I don't have a lot of time here to explain. But the one tip I want to give you right now about the issue of self-esteem and self-confidence is this. Opting for building real self-esteem and self-confidence takes time, a lot of effort, and tons of discipline. Because true self-confidence is built when you fail again and again and again and again and again. You hit the floor again and again and again and again and again. You wake up. You learn your lesson. You say, all right, what did I do right right here? What did I do wrong? Okay, what's the lesson? Let's try again. And you keep this process again and again and again until, boom, you get the results that you want it all along. And now you have a real reason. Your mind, your subconscious mind has a real reason to believe that you are the cool thing you believe you are. And from then on, things get a lot easier. So tr from now on, try your very best. I try to put as much emotion and energy in this podcast because I really believe that our world around us will be a lot better if people were moving around with genuine self-esteem. Because if people were moving around with genuine self-esteem, they would not be wasting all of that time and energy on buying shit they don't need to impress people they don't care about, right? And instead, they would spend that time working on themselves and making their lives better. So for that reason, if you want to go for real self-esteem, guys, start working on yourself. Do not care about other people's perspective or opinion. If nobody likes you, that's their problem. That's not your problem. If someone acts in a, in a bad way, you can simply remove them from your life and replace them with somebody who will act in a nice way. You are independent and you're free. And more importantly, true self-confidence takes time to build. So don't skip steps. You got to work hard. You got to have discipline and keep pursuing something that you think is cool or worthy. And once you achieve that, I promise you that evidence there will tell you that, yes, I am the shit. Yes, I can do this stuff. Yes, I can get results. Yes, I am confident because I believe in myself. And only then you will have true self-esteem and true self-confidence. So like all solutions in life, the true solutions are rarely easy or fast. True self-confidence takes time to build. It requires discipline and patience until you achieve the big goals you set for yourself. And then you have the evidence for yourself, above all, more than all the other people, for yourself to tell yourself that, yes, I got the results. I failed again and again. But I got the results. And if I can get this, what else can I get? And only then you will start to develop true, real self-esteem and self-confidence. That's all the time we have for guys. I'm not going to take your time anymore. It was a pleasure being here with you. So remember we talked about here today and trying to work on building true self-esteem. This is uh, basically the solo edition of Beyond the Present podcast. And my name is Daniel Morgan. Have a good one, guys, and take care.